What's up, everybody? This is Greg Kiker with the last word. Kiker? Yes, Greg. Just over there shaking your head, man. How's it going? It's going. It's great. I mean, you're on vacation. It can't be that bad. No, no, actually, it's fantastic. Seriously, man. It's fantastic for reasons you aren't even aware of. I'm aware of some of the reasons. Are you? I I know some things. Do you? You know what I'm saying? Uh Just because I choose not to speak on them doesn't mean I'm not aware of them. You are incapable of doing that. That's not true. That is totally true. That's not true. That is... Anyway... Yep. See? Yep. See, now we're even because I'm not even gonna go there with you. Okay. That's that's how you know I'm the bigger we, person. Uh, here. We don't do that on you the podcast. Moving on. Okay, Kiker, let's jump right into this. Mm-hmm. We touched on this a couple weeks ago in a long lost, forgotten episode that we couldn't use because I came down with like a deathly case of the hiccups. Um, yeah. Uh, what are your feelings? So two weeks ago we recorded about Aaron Rodgers when the story was was first coming out. And I still think, like, that he's gone, but I'm kind of holding out hope now because the longer it goes, the the softer the story starts to sound as far as, like, how angry he is. Um, but, I mean, what are your thoughts on this Aaron Rodgers situation with him trying to get out of Green Bay? I still think he's he, he's he's gonna come he's coming back. Really? You, you've got well, you've got your man. You've you gotten really there's, excited there's, about there's, well, that. Well, there, there's three three former players of his. His boys that have come out and said it's fixable. They all say it's fixable. And Rodgers isn't going to give the media any straight answer. He never does. You thought he might have last night on Kenny Maine's last Sports Center, But still, no direct answer. Yeah. That's just how he is. His boys, however, are going to be honest. I think he's going to be honest with them. And they say it's fixable. They haven't come out and said... Yes, he's staying, or yes, he's going. They say it's fixable. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that it is. Another thing, too, is is Aaron Rodgers, they say the most suitable destination is Denver. He goes to Denver, they ain't ready to compete for Super Bowls. They're the fourth best team in their division. With Aaron Rodgers, maybe the third. But you, I, I can't, even with Aaron Rodgers, I can't say they're going to be better than the Chargers or the Chiefs. Uh, it'd be a close second. Not going to be better than the Chiefs right away. I don't think they're going to be better than the Chargers. The, Char- uh, the Chargers... Maybe, maybe I, by the end of the year. I, yeah. I don't know about the beginning. I, I, I'm not disagreeing well, with I mean, you. The thing is, though, is what's it going to take to get Rodgers to Denver? What are they going to give up? Two first-round picks and a second. Uh, it's going to be at least more than that. They're from They said at least three. Drew Locke, which they'd be more than happy to do, and possibly something else. Yeah. The Green Bay's going to want, like, the farm. For Aaron Rodgers. So, and also, and the thing is, is Green Bay, with him, wins the North by default. Yeah, by default. The, the, the Vikings uh, defense has issues. The Bears still, I mean, J- Justin Fields, don't know. Matt Nagy's last year, we'll see. The, the Lions are a tire fire. I will say, I think that the Lions are hot garbage. Um, like garbage on fire. Mm. Um, I think that the Vikings are always in flux because I just think that that's that's just the nature of the team. Um, they're they they overachieve to disappoint and underachieve to disappoint. Like I I don't think that they 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 have for the first time in a long time they are obviously more of an offensive team than a defensive team. Yeah, and Zimmer's not a huge fan of that because he's a defensive coach. But you go to 
the West, like we just said, the AFC West. Yeah. Now you're dealing with Herbert, Carr, and Mahomes. Which is, I mean, that's, that's which a massive is a, trio. Oh, yes, yeah. which is way harder than dealing with Andy Dalton slash Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, and Jared I, I will say this. I was saying that to say I do think the Bears will be better than they were last year. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields maybe isn't your day one starter. But I think if you're Matt Nagy and your job's on the line, if you can bring this kid in and show that the future is bright, that's going to buy you at least another couple of years. I, I really think so, dude. Now, granted, I mean, I think that GM's toast anyway because he picked Trubisky. So I, I think I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. But but I do think like Nagy scheme wise has proven that with a way lesser quarterback than Fields or Dalton, I mean, he won some games. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't know, man. I mean, I, I like Nagy. I've watched, you know, him coach the Bears the last few years. Um, Andy Reid type guy. I think he's a pretty good offensive coach. So I, I do think with the proper amount of time and weapons, I, I think that that Bears offense will be improved. And they've never had a franchise quarterback that they drafted and, like, you know, got to groom properly to be in Chicago. So, I mean, the ceiling is extremely low. <laughs> like, like for him to succeed. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, I mean, a 10 and 7 season now, you know, for the Bears is is a win. Like like a win like I mean, like hasn't been seen in 20 years almost. You know what I'm saying? Like you had your Erlacher years and those teams were formidable, but they were never offensive threats. Like it was hold them to 15 points so we can kick enough field goals. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's just my thought on the Bears. But I understand what no, you're saying. No, normally, when the when the GM and a when a, when a coach when a GM hires together. a coach, they go together. They, they stay go together. together. We'll see. Uh, I like Nagy too, but he might have to to go take another offensive coordinator job and then try to get another head coach and just some other time. Okay. I don't know because I mean the Bears are in a constant state of flux now. They're, they're not the Browns where they go through coaches every two years, but you know I don't think they're going to hold on to somebody. As long as they used to, so, but anyway. We'll so, Rogers, his honestly his best chance to win is still in Green Bay, in my opinion. Well, and in, here's here's what my opinion was. I I think when this all started, I think he genuinely wanted out. I think mm-hmm. he was super pissed. Um, oh, he still is, and he's still he's still pretty mm-hmm. you know butthurt about it. At so the front office. So, I think he was super pissed. And I genuinely think he was trying to force a trade to San Francisco. Like, I, I really always thought that was the team he always wanted to play for anyway growing up. Why not finish your career there? They have a Super Bowl-ready team if they have a really – I mean, with a bad quarterback or a mediocre one, their Super Bowl team. So I really thought think that that was kind of always what he was trying to force, at least to start with. And once that part fell through, you know, can it be fixed? Yes, I guess. You know, but Gunicus can't get fired. You can't fire a GM because a coach says you. I mean, because a player says you should, especially not a thirty-eight-year-old player who's only got you know three or four years left. So, I, I, I mean, I think he's probably coming back, man. But one of the things I found really interesting that he said yesterday was what we had said when this all started, and we we talked about this a lot, where he said. The you know they obviously 
had a plan in place. He's like, and you know, he says it's not about Jordan Love personally. He's like, it's just a business. It's the culture. And he was like, you know, they obviously had a plan in place, but the monkey wrench in the plan was that I went and won MVP. Mm. So he's like, you know, obviously they would, this, this wouldn't, I wouldn't have any leverage is what he basically told you if he didn't go play his ass off. And so he, it, it's almost, it, it really made me think like that this dude literally was sitting here last year. Like I'm going to go dominate this year and I'm going to like, I'm going to do this. Like this was, this has been fairly calculated. Like, I don't, I mean, obviously you can't predict that you would win MVP, but if you're Aaron Rodgers, you can say, I'm going to go throw 45 touchdowns. Oh, I'm going to throw 40 touchdowns. second year in an offense, too. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm about to go dominate this offense, and, and I'm going to I'm gonna you know roll some heads. And, and like we said, too, this is an easy decision if Jordan Love's ready to play. <laughs> Good point. But Good point, when, man. when the GM Good comes point. out and says he's a, a long way away, that is not what you want to hear. Not like... Well, I think you know if he had another, if he finally got a preseason. No, it, that it was a long way away. One, I think that's a truthful statement, and two, I think it's trying to politic to Aaron Rodgers to say, "Hey, come back. You're the guy. You're the guy for yeah, the for the yeah. foreseeable future." But yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, that, I, the Packers were 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 banking on Rodgers not having it anymore, at least not on that level. Yeah, and and Jordan Love being able to play sooner. Rather than later, yeah, and uh, oh for two, and yeah, and, and neither one of them is the case. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I mean, if you're the Packers, you know, and and I mean, so here's originally I really thought like up until about a week ago I really thought he was gone, um, and I still kind of do just because I'm trying to prepare myself for it, so I won't be super surprised. Um, oh, but I will say I think that he, like you said, the best place for him. After, because after the draft, everybody's kind of set. So the best place for him is still probably Green Bay. Um, I like you said, there's just not another division you can walk into and own, except for maybe the AFC. Well, East. They're, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna trade him in the NFC. I tell you what, the AFC East, that that'd be a place that like if you were just looking for a place to go dominate, you could do that. Now, granted, Man, I don't. Um, I think the Bills gonna be improved. Oh crap! I forgot about the Bills. I think the Bills going to be improved. Emmanuel Sanders is there now. They went out and drafted two pass rushers. Even if one of them doesn't work, you still you you still thrown everything you can to address your biggest problem. I mean, and they're also the, just the, a very sound yeah, football team. The Bills team. are sound football superstar team. quarterback. Their coaching staff stayed the same. Dayball didn't go anywhere. It's a big win for Buffalo. So All right, I, 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 so I, I respectfully disagree. Okay, so one great quarterback <laughs> and one good quarterback. I don't even know how far we go with great because. Allen's had some had it was way improved last year, but he's still not. I wouldn't put him top five. I don't know. That's pretty close. Would you put it? Would you put Josh Allen top five right now? I mean, you got uh, I, I, in, I, no, I, in no in no order. You got Mahomes. Uh, you got he's 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 in the top ten. He's in the top ten. He's in the top ten. But I don't know. I'd have to really think about it. Yeah, I mean. Anyway, my point is, is you said there's not a division. I was saying that that is one division that. If you, but I would rather be in the East if you're talking about if you're comparing quarterbacks than the than the West. Exactly. I mean, so that's what I was trying to say. Also, I want to deal with Bella, but they also have three of the best defensive head coaches in the league in the AFC East, and I'm not counting Robert Sala. That's McDermott, Belichick, and Brian Flores. Man, you go to Miami, and the Packers could get Tua. Mm. <laughs> I, man, I, I, love, I, love, I 
I've said it on here before. I'll say it again. I love to. I'm, I mean, they, Alabama wouldn't have won a national title without him. But I, I just, I haven't seen the it factor, so I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't really love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, this, this is all going to be really interesting because. Well, we also I, I mean, if, if, if Rogers plays his cards right, right, which he, to me, I think he has really well so far. Um, you know, he could end up with a massive three or four year deal, massive, and also, you know, the undying debt, like dedication of the team like where his voice now carries a massive amount of weight and if they like i mean he's and it can be done yeah he's he's gonna end up if if he comes back he's coming back on his own terms the packers can do exactly what the buccaneers did in restructuring deals and it's something they don't like to do they're gonna they they almost they need to mortgage the future and something they don't do yeah but they could well, and I like the way you could go that. and you could, culture. you could pay Aaron Rodgers more and still save money right now, but you're mortgaging it later. Mm-hmm. And you could go out and get a guy like, hmm, like are you, another Alabama great, uh, Julio Jones. Don Julio. Yeah. Who uh, apparently is out of Hotlanta. Yeah. <laughs> Julio's the man, dude. And, and I mean, I. <laughs> what a weird situation, man! The way the way this is all played out, like, you know, you got—I mean—they've just been on a constant downhill slide ever since they like destroyed themselves in that Super Bowl. Mm. And I mean, it's just this is just like, you know, when your team gets to the Super Bowl, like, and they really haven't been in a long time. So unless you're like a Patriots fan, or you know, someone whose team gets there's teams that kind of you know Steelers kind of pop up every ten to twelve years. So if you've lived long enough, you've you've seen them in it. You see what I'm trying to say? You think they can get back. Mm -hmm. But if you're one of these teams, like an Atlanta Falcons or a, um, you know, a Carolina Panthers in like 04 or or an Arizona Cardinals in like, you know, one of these teams that, man, we got to the Super Bowl. Like this is like quintessentially why you want to win because it's not enough to get there. And usually it all goes downhill afterwards. Like it just it you don't it's not like teams go to the Super Bowl, lose, and then hang around. It, it's just not it's not normal. Well, I mean you have your you have your blue blood franchises who always seem to have some kind of success. You know, I mean Green Bay since the since the since the mid nineties, the Steelers for you know, since the seventies. Even though you have long, you'll have long droughts between Super Bowl appearances. It's always a well-run franchise. The, the Patriots since two thousand. Yeah. So, and then you, like you said, Carolina 04, 2015. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, when a team loses a Super Bowl, like it's detrimental for really to me almost the better part of a decade, unless you just have a quality GM situation. And clearly the Atlanta Falcons have experienced that hangover like to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Like you have Matt you have Matt Ryan who goes from MVP top five quarterback in the league to now like his career is I mean he's thirty something years old. You're looking like it's looking like he's never gonna win one. Julio Jones has been hurt off and on for the last three or four years. And I mean when he's on the field he's still fantastic. But, you know, obviously tensions with the team have gotten pretty high. Mm-hmm. So. Well, he's an older player. 
they're going to have to start rebuilding. They didn't draft a quarterback because you can't get out of Matt Ryan's contract. Yeah. For the next two seasons, he's a huge cap hit. And, you know, that's part of the, you know, like some team Super Bowl winners are really short. Matt Ryan won the MVP. Who was his offensive coordinator, right? Shenanigan. Mm-hmm. He gone. Hadn't been the same. Now you're bringing in Arthur Smith, who's a prototype kind of coach that under like a Shanahan, LaFleur, uh, McVay type deal, and you think you got to see some kind of resurgence because the the Lions or the Lions, the Falcons ended up winning five of their last nine games last year. I remember that, but it wasn't enough for Dan Quinn to save his job, and Arthur Blaine got rid of uh, Dimitrioff, the former GM of the Falcons, and you're kind of starting over. Well, if you can't get rid of the quarterback, you got to get rid of your next biggest cap hit, and that's Julio Jones. And as much as it's going to pain him, you know. It is what it is. Julio wants out. He wants to win. He made that abundantly clear on Undisputed when when Shannon Sharp just pulled out his cell phone and called him. Uh, so it it can be done, but teams are going to have to take a little leap of faith. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who all comes after him. Well, and it'll be interesting to see what you get for him. Um, I tell you, a team. Like dark horse team that 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 could save some face, but they don't have any capital. Uh, man, I don't want to get too far into the Deshaun Deshaun Watson rabbit hole because I still think that's a conspiracy. But if Deshaun Watson gets stuck playing for the Texans this year, right, and he he's still pissed about DeAndre Hopkins, and you go get him Julio, that at least makes it look like you care, right? Watson's Maybe. not playing this year. You don't think he's gonna play? If and I'm not talking about him being suspended, he's just not going to play for the Texans ever again. Man, you think he holds to that? I, 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 to I really all do. Because because obviously you think it's a conspiracy theory. I do. What do you think he thinks? It's conspiracy. Well, then yeah. why would you go back to play for a franchise who you obviously don't trust any management, can't trust the ownership, and now you think they conspired against you in your personal life? Because I, I because at the end of the day, to fight those legal fees, it costs money. Mm-hmm. And you got to have some big money. Mm-hmm. So that that's just my opinion. Now, and, and and he got his big time extension with his big signing bonus. Did he get a bonus? Signing bonus? All of them do because that's how you that's how you you try to mitigate some of your cap hit. Yeah, is in signing bonuses and things of that nature. I don't know, man. I mean, I just, I didn't. I I still always came back to the the fact that you know he shouldn't have signed that contract last year because you knew they sucked and you knew as an organization they sucked before that. They like they had already traded DeAndre Hopkins, and then you signed the contract. Now, granted, I also, I mean, so that that was my original opinion, but I also think that, you know, that is a setup. It feels like it. So anyway, it, anyway, that aside, if there were a way for them to get Julio as like a like just like we're talking about the Packers getting Julio Jones, like that that's something that would make Aaron Rodgers feel better. That's the same thing. Any quarterback. Anyway, man, any quarter, any any team that can appease their quarterback by getting Julio Jones, it's something. Another team, Seattle. That'd be a great move for Seattle to do. To put him on the other side of DK Metcalf. Um, any any team. Where do you think he ends up at? Let me ask you that. Like a team with some kind of draft capital. And what do you think it takes well, to get well, him? Well, Seattle has none. So yeah. I mean, they had three picks this last draft. So. That tells you anything. And they don't have a first-round pick next year either because of the Jeez. Jamal Adams trade. So, Jeez. you know, I mean, you're not going to trade him in division. The Panthers would could use him very badly. Um, 
I honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, no one spent more money this offseason than the Patriots. Obviously, Belichick's finally come to the realization he can't draft uh, skill position players. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? The thing is, you know, the Patriots, I feel, are going to be very improved. I think so, too. So, I, I, think, I, I, think, I don't know. I think, and then they get a lot of defensive players back who sat out last mm-hmm. year. So, I, I feel like you're right. That team going forward, the Bills are going to have their hands full with that team, just mm-hmm. scheme-wise, because that's how Belichick is. Mm-hmm. Like, he just schemes well, the and, crap and, out and, of you. Well, and here's another thing. Bill Belichick is going to face, I, I believe it is, going to be six starting quarterbacks in their first or second year. And he has dominated those guys normally. Yeah. I mean, now he's going to have all of his defensive starters back, the guys that opted out. And he's going to be facing a lot of young rookie head coaches. That's true. So, I mean, look, he's going to get Sala twice. Uh, Salah's been around. I'm yeah, I, I, I know, Salah's Salah's but the Jets are horrible. The Jets are terrible. They're, they're horrible. Salah's been around. He has been around. But that, it, that ain't your regular rookie coach. That guy's fantastic. It, but it's not going to matter if you don't have any. You don't I agree. have any type of talent. I agree. And they and they don't. I mean, Zach Wilson's going to get eaten alive. Well, yeah. Sometimes that's that's what it takes. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, I, I'm I, I don't know, man. Sam Darnold got the got the short end of the shit. I, I understand, sure. like you know, the the logic of sitting a quarterback for a year. But I also understand the the logic of playing him. Oh like no, he's I, playing. I no, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, I so I I'm more of like the you know Peyton Manning for like you know where he played for a year was absolutely terrible, set the rookie record for interceptions, and then went on to be a Hall of Famer. You know, so I I kind of believe in it that way. But I mean, I get it both ways. You know, I saw Rodgers sit for three years. I think it depends on your situation. It does. I mean, it, like Trey Lance, he's not gonna play right away. Unless Garoppolo gets hurt. And then when he's ready to go and Shanahan sees it, because this is what he said. He's like, I'm not going to know. Trey's going to show us when yeah, he's ready. Yeah. And then he'll take over. That's, that's why the reason, That's one of the reasons I don't, they're not going to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Because all they gave up for Garoppolo in the first place was a second-round pick. People forget that. Man, Belichick just Oh, yeah. That, he, he he wanted to do Jimmy a solid, getting the hell out of the AFC. Yeah. Second-round pick. You kind of <laughs> – I mean – and this guy was fresh from Tom Brady. Yeah. Jimmy <laughs> G. Um, all right, moving on. You got Julio. Mm-hmm. Last NFL piece of news that we want to touch today. What do you make of this Tim Tebow situation, man? Like, I just, I don't, I, I'll be honest, man. Like, I don't care. Like, I genuinely don't care. Like, I I feel I was I, I was more interested in seeing if he could make the Mets wrote like starting roster than I am interested in seeing him at 36. He's 32. 32? Dang. Tim Tebow was that much younger than me? Yeah, no dude, he's he, yeah. He's a young one. I, I, I thought we were close to the same age. Mm. Anyway, I, I mean, I guess 32 isn't that old. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just not – I don't care. I mean, what, what do you think, man? I, I, I mean, I, I honestly don't – it doesn't really bother me. It's just – and you see this a lot with college coaches come to the NFL. Everyone does it. Jimmy Johnson even did it. He, they've, he's, Urban's got some NFL assistants on there. He's also got guys from college. Because you want some people you know, you know, you trust. Yeah. And Tebow's the kind of guy, is he just doing Tebow a solid? Tebow's, you know, he's three games away from getting an NFL pension. Are you serious? Yes. Seventy-five grand a year. Yeah. I mean, not that Tebow needs it because 
I mean, it's not like the guy's been unemployed. Yeah, the SEC I mean, network is paying him fun. Oh yes, I mean, and and the if he he's on right now, he's on the net ninety man roster. There's no guarantee he's going to make fifty three. Can Urban cut him? I don't know. Can he play tight end? We don't know. Nobody's really seen it. Urban's like, well, you know, I had these the coaches were out there. I wasn't even there. I'm like, okay, Urban. They weren't like videotaping this. Whatever, dude. But the thing is, too, though, and this is what I think. It's the same thing with the Mets did. He was never going to make the roster with the Mets. Yeah, it's, it's just fan excitement. Because that's what Tebow brings. Interest in the team. The Jaguars have never been more interesting than they are at this very moment. <laughs> they have never been. I'm, and, 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 but besides for when they first, like, oh, a new expansion team in the Jaguars. That's really great. Jacksonville is close to Gainesville. It's a Gator town, more than it ever will be a Jaguars town. You know how many followers the Jacksonville Jaguars have on Twitter? How many? 1.8 million. Yeah, that is by far and away, not even close, the worst of any NFL franchise. Dang. Nobody cares. That's why they their owners shot cops trying to get them to go to London. Because there's more NFL interest in London than there is in Jacksonville, Florida. How'd they get that expansion team? Makes you wonder. I, I don't know. No, I'm just saying. It makes you know. wonder how they actually got a team. Well, makes no sense. Billionaire owner can do that, and they pick the city. I don't know. I mean, basically, the NFL wanted. To, I'm assuming the NFL wants to expand because if it expands, it's just more money. Yeah, it's more money about. for everyone. So they they pass it. And anyway, Tebow's there. He's selling tickets. Number one jersey sales. Wow. Tim Tebow. Already? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. You can't get them until after a certain date, because right now his number is 85, but they're thinking with the new number change, they'll go back to 15. they got to get rid of Gardner Minshew first, because he's 15. I mean, is it, is it all a pull just to get attention? I feel like it might be, and it could be Urban doing his doing his boy a solid, because everyone, the fun, but the funny thing is, is Urban didn't win a national title until they got to Florida. His first year winning a national title, Tim Tebow wasn't even the starting quarterback. He was on the roster, but he wasn't the starter. Chris Leak was. Now, they had short yardage packages and that stupid jump pass that still looks way more difficult than it ever should be when he throws it. Yeah, that's I true. mean, it's like a fluttering knuckleball. <laughs> I don't understand how he does that. But anyway, Tim Tebow set a culture in Florida that obviously, I'm just going to come out and say it, that team needed Jesus. Yeah. In Florida, and Tim Tebow was like the one guy, Urban, I think trusted, period, on that team. Anyway, we're not going to get down, down that, open up that can of worms. Yeah, I mean, you almost did. I did. So, you almost I, but did. But I, I just think it's kind of a ploy. Maybe he may, if he makes the 53-man roster, is he even a starter? Who no. knows? Everyone's no. Everyone's pissed about him. It, you know, he hadn't played in nine years. Now he switched position. Something he he should have done years ago, yeah. but refused to do that. But does he does he get the three games? Does Urban do him a solid? Get him his NFL pension? I don't know. I think he makes the fifty three man roster because if you are doing it for attention, you got to have him around. And, and he, he puts, and he, he puts and asses in seats. And he's obviously not, you know, finally not picky about what he does. He just wants to be a part of it. It's just. And I bet him and Herb always had some kind of like, hey, man, if you ever get to the NFL, you know, look me up or, you know, something like that. It could be. And I think, like you said, I think Urban Meyer's doing him a solid. But I I, I just don't care. Like, Mm -hmm. because I don't think he's going to be, you know, some kind of impact player 
for anything. Like, I think he'll be similar to, you know, the kind of quarterback he was, which is, you know, able to make Awful. a couple make a couple plays here and there and, and pull him back off the field, like specially Awful. designed stuff for him. So that's just my opinion. Like, you know, I, coming out of college, he and Baker Mayfield's 40 time are like the same. I didn't know that. Yeah. Everyone's know. not – he's not the athlete everyone thinks he is. He was – he had he had – a grit and determination in college and playing with all them superstars and having Urban Meyer, who I think is a crook, but have never said he wasn't a really good coach. And you is. can be both. So, it'll be interesting. Maybe they keep him around. I mean, I would have thought Urban could have brought him in as some kind of coach, but I don't know what the hell he's going to coach. I don't want him as my quarterback coach. No. Yeah. So, I, it, yeah. it's just really funny. And I, part of me thinks it's all just to get keep eyes on Jacksonville. Because you know they're not going to be very good this year. Yeah. They're just not. They traded all their talent away. They drafted some guys. They got their quarterback. That The one thing is is the AFC South is in constant flux. Constant. I mean, are they, they could be better than the Texans, and I ain't saying much. Yeah. I mean, the Colts, if, if uh, uh, Carson Wentz is half of what he used to be before that knee injury – I think the Colts win that division because the Titans still haven't addressed the pass rush need, but we'll see. Yeah, I, we'll see. I think that division. I, I don't. I, I guess once again, I just don't find it that fascinating. Seven years ago, I would have been all in on this. Like mm-hmm. I'd have been like, man, this is gonna be really interesting. to See what happens. With I mean, him. he's in shape. Is he in football shape? Probably There's not. a big difference. I mean, the There's thing about Tebow is, I think he stayed in shape like decently. But no, like I you think said, he's in fantastic shape. But I don't football shape is football, football shape is a different level. And can he play the position? I yeah. don't know. We'll see. We'll see, man. It's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. I mean, there's a lot of converted quarterbacks that are good tight ends. So I mean, he does have that going for him. You know, you yeah, got, but they didn't start at 32 years old I, either. I totally agree. Totally mm-hmm. agree. I and mean, they're also not six two. Yeah, Blake Bell's six six. Yeah. I mean, Blake Bell's six six. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey's what six five. Uh, he he he'd be like like one of like the shortest tight end. In yeah, the league. he's a big dude, man. Um, all right, man. Well, I mean, that's all I got for the NFL. Um, we covered the draft last time, but yeah, it's, it's gone. It's gone too far. Yeah, it's kind of kind of come and gone already. Mm. Uh, I want to jump into this play-in situation, man, with the NBA. NBA playoffs finally started, man, and. I'm pretty excited about him. I mean, Kiker, I want to get your thoughts on this play-in, man, see what you kind of think about that. I mean, basically the top, the bottom, what, four teams, you got seven, eight, nine, and ten. You know, it used to just be, you know, one through eight seeds and playoffs started. But now they're trying to kind of institute this seven, eight, you know, this bottom four type thing. And it, it's pretty it's pretty weird it, just in general to kind of think about um it worked out in the nba's favor these this year it worked out last year because they really just brought it up for the bubble but it worked out in their favor this year because the lakers had so many injuries that they were at the bottom and then you ended up with steph curry versus lebron in the first round and you ended up with this classic you know great game between you know two all-time great players um, and Curry, you know, has been playing on a whole nother level this entire year. So it, it worked out pretty cool, man. I mean, you got Lakers, Warriors, and then, you know, Ja basically knocked the, knocked the Warriors out after the Lakers beat them. So you ended up with some marquee matchups. Same thing on the Eastern side, the Nets 
I mean, not the Nets. The uh, the Celtics ended up taking. They beat the the. Uh, I always want to say the Wizards, but they're not the Wizards anymore. Washington. Gosh, can't even think what their name is right now. Capitals. No, yeah, that's, that's hockey. hockey. <laughs> um, and I want to say the Bullets, man. That's what I grew up with is Wizards and Bullets. But anyway, whatever team Russell uh, Russell uh, Westbrook plays for. You know, so you ended up with Westbrook them going on this massive run to get to the playoffs. They ended up getting in, so you end up with the Celtics and you know the Washington team in there. I said the Washington team, which makes me think Washington football team. Um, you ended up with both those teams getting in there. Um, it, it made for some interesting stuff. Kaka, what do you think about the the play in in general? Well, it says the Wizards. Is it the Wizards? Are they still the Wizards? That's what it's. I don't know why I was thinking they weren't. All right, well, anyway, you ended up you with think Wizards. a football team? I was, I was. Uh, I think like a name change. Yeah. Well, because they went from the Bullets to the Wizards when okay. I was a kid, so yeah. it always it always tripped me up. Anyway, um, what do you think about the play-in, man? The, giving these bottom seeds a chance to play. I mean, what, what do you think of that in general? I'm just curious. I like it. You like it? And the thing is, it ain't going nowhere. Want to know why? Because it makes money. That's why. <laughs> and you know what? So You know what makes most money? Urgency. You know that game you were talking about between the war, the war, the Warriors, the Warriors, and the Lakers had <clears throat> viewership average viewership of five point six million, yeah, which is which is higher than all but five college football games last season. Yeah, people might not think that's substantial. It is. It's the NFL. It's college football, and everybody else dangling down here. That's it. I'll say this. Now, I mean, and, and I don't know if this is flukish. I mean, it worked out that you had the reason that game had that mm-hmm. juice was because you had LeBron versus Steph, yeah. and it was, you know, it was a marquee sure. matchup. Even though the Warriors have really not had a good team all year, they just had, you know, Steph playing out of his mind. So, I mean, does that happen every year where you have, you know, some superstar whose team is kind of hurt or – you know, and he's playing out of his mind. I mean, I, I do think that there's usually a team kind of hanging around like that, around like nine, you know, nine seed, ten seed. Last year it was Damian Lillard. You got to see him go off in the bubble to get his team to the playoffs. So, I mean, it's it's possible. Like you said, it makes money, and it also creates a situation where you have a superstar player who can really go off. There's one more thing. What? Does this or does this not make the regular season a scosh more important? Because you don't want to be in the play-in. It does. I, I, I Urgency. Just, it does. But Money. I, it does, but here's the deal. So, if LeBron doesn't hurt his ankle mm-hmm. hurt his ankle and sit out mm-hmm. for half a season and AD isn't hurt, they're not in that spot. Okay. So, I, I mean, I guess it works out because Portland would have been there. Dallas would have been there. Somebody with a superstar would have been there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is, just like the Celtics. Like, I still don't understand how the Celtics ended up in the seventh seed, like, with what the talent that they have. But that's a whole other conversation that I'll get into here in a minute. Um, I mean, so you, you, they would, you know, somebody's going to be there that's worth watching. Well, I, and, guess, so, and I, the, guess, I guess it's worth having. And the owners are going to make more money. So it's yeah. not going anywhere. Well, and if you don't make this change, make more money, regardless if you have a matchup. Like Warriors and Lakers. Well, I mean, cause it's not going anywhere. Well, you had like Pacers, you know, Wizards. Nobody wants to watch that game. Like, I don't, I don't care who's playing. I'm not watching. That. I didn't watch that game. So, I, I don't know, man. I guess if it makes money, it's 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 it makes sense. But I mean, it, it's a cool thing. I, I just 
it's just weird. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, it's, it's something you're not used to. Yeah, and, and I guess to me, I'm like, dang, man, how many teams you going to let in there? Okay, why don't you be a little more progressive? Oh, my God. <laughs> how, many, how many teams you going to let in there? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, that's what I, yeah. I, I just, I'm like, damn, man. But, 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 but you look at the NFL. They expand the playoffs. Well, but that's what I, I know. I didn't and, like that. Like, and, I was and, like, damn, man, six teams is enough. And then t- until you got to a super wild card weekend, and there were six games, and you're like, dang, man. Uh, yeah, I was like, I told you. More is better. Yeah, man. It was tough to argue with six games mm-hmm. like that. That was pretty damn cool. So, anyway. And they're going to expand the college football playoff sooner rather than later. They should do that. Green they... is the only color that really matters. That's true. That's when it comes true. To, when it comes to sports of any kind, collegiate, professional, that's what I mean. To, to the people in charge, that's what matters. Okay. Moving on. Um, now that we do have the playoffs set in the NBA, I just want to touch on some of these matchups. I think the Nets are going to – Probably sweep the Celtics if not in five. If not sweep, it's five games. Celtics have been in complete disarray all year. That's why they are a seven seed. And I mean, I I just don't see any way the Celtics can win that series and really even make it a series. Like last year, they had a better team and they struggled in the bubble to put teams away. Like they had to play Toronto for seven games. I mean, there's no reason that series should have won seven. Like they, the Celtics are just. And I don't know what they're missing. Like, I'm a Celtics fan, so I want to talk about this for a second. Like, I I don't know what they're missing. I I, I think Kemba Walker not being healthy is a, is a big deal. And last year he wasn't healthy. He was the third head of that three-headed monster they had. They had Tatum, you got Brown, and then you got Kemba. And with Kemba's knees kind of acting weird, it, it, it's just a bad deal. And Tatum, for as great as he can be, he's still not a consistently great, like, like, oh man, we got to, you know, yeah, I One. mean, he's just not that quite that guy yet. Now, great, he's 21, I think, mm. so he'll be there in a year or two, but he's not quite that guy yet. Like, you look at Luca, Luca is a fully formed, like, monster. That's different. Like, and, and that's me, different. I, I mean, he's been playing for since he was 15, 13, so, professionally. professionally. So, it's different for him, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying my point is, is is when I like me and my buddy were arguing about the two of them last year, and I was always saying you should take Luca because Luca's fully formed, like he's he's already there. So and so you're watching him play like the Clippers, and he's probably gonna beat the Clippers. They beat him in game one. He gives his team that kind of chance, like they he can literally beat somebody that they have no business beating. Well, last year Porzingis got hurt too. Yeah. So. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is having career numbers playing with this dude because he's just going to kick it out to him. All you have to do is hit this three. That's all you got to do. Just stand there and be ready when I pass it to you. Make sure you're watching me because sometimes it's a no-look pass and it might hit you in the face. Catch the damn ball and shoot it. That's all you got to do. Um, anyway. Yeah, have you ordered, like, a Luka jersey yet? I'm a, I'm a fan, dude. I mean, I, 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 I know I like, you. I, I mean, like, you I like his very game. passionately. I, I like his game, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a great player. And that brings me to something else. So you don't like defense? I <laughs> I don't think his defense is that bad. Like it's not Steve Nash bad. Like where you have like an offensive juggernaut, and then he's just like yeah, a liability I, I on the defense. I didn't mean to. I'm just saying. Yeah. I didn't think he's that bad. Right, I well, think he's that I bad. just it was, it's not that it was bad. a shot. I'll I'll say this. One thing I do really enjoy about the NBA right now, and and the reason why I'm going to get to Suns Lakers here in a second, but the reason why I want the Lakers especially to lose is that. Like I've I've been a LeBron hater for most like I appreciate his greatness, but it's you have a new generation of great players that we need to like that we need to see, 
and the more the league caters to LeBron, the the less like you can move on. Like it, it's annoying. And I I would understand if he were 37 years old and really earning his spot. <laughs> But he's not earning it at this moment. And if you're willing to move on from Kobe and not let him have Chris Paul to keep his legacy going, then why are we catering to LeBron at his old age? Like, I, I want to see Luka. I want to see Lillard. I want to see Tatum. I want to see, you know, KD's over here with the Nets. Like, I want to see all these other guys, like, doing their thing. And, and Devin Booker. My gosh, Devin Booker. The guy is a killer. I want to see all these other dudes doing what they're supposed to do. Why, why are we holding on to the past? Like, let LeBron go out the way he should. I mean, he got his last ring last year. I don't even want to get into that, but he got it, okay? We don't need to see that that show again. Like, especially with the, the refs. Every time this guy falls down. I mean, he jumped into six foot one Chris Paul and acted like he tore his shoulder off, fell down on the shoulder, rolled around on the floor, got up, then he had a limp all of a sudden, like... Well, that high ankle sprain. Oh, my gosh, dude. How dare you? He's the most <laughs> He's the most annoying player, I've like, superstar I've seen in a long time. It's annoying. Um, you know, he's extremely petty. Yeah. He always talks about, oh, so, you know, not a great scorer. He gets, on, he gets on the Twitter machine, and it's like, dude, Jerry Rice had a saying. He's like, when you're good... You're going to tell everyone. Yeah. And when you're great, they'll tell you. People have been berating this guy with how great he is. And he is great. He's great. <laughs> Dude. I don't... Do we need to, to kneel at the altar? Is that what it is? Does the guy... Does he want like a blood sacrifice? Yeah. Is that what it's going to take? Know, you know what I think it is, man? I think honestly, like, the older guys get the more their legacy genuinely starts to matter to them. Like, you know, when you're 20, when they're 26, 27 years old and just going hard and they know they've got these other years ahead of them, I don't think it bothers them as much. I think they they can play in that moment. But when you're LeBron and Aaron Rodgers and you can look and see that, okay, this is, this is winding down. It, like, it's at least starting to wind down. I might not... I don't suck, you know what I'm trying to say, but it's winding down. So I need to be thinking about how I'm going to be remembered. I need to be thinking about what's best for me as far as that goes. And and so it's just, it's annoying though, man. And I I feel for him that he's constantly compared to Jordan because I don't think he should be. I I don't. the problem. Rodgers will never be Brady. LeBron will never be MJ. Yeah. And that's what that, and especially for LeBron, is what he's fighting against. Yeah, he's fighting ghosts, literally. There's, he is. Damn, he is. Yeah, MJ. Nobody, nobody has left. When was the last time Michael Jordan played? Seventeen years ago. Yeah, been a long time. Oh three. And yet, he's everywhere. And yet, he's nowhere to be seen. Is that not true? I mean, yeah, man. I mean, he, so I mean, that's the legacy is 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 the shadow the, is legit. He's gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it, I find it interesting. Like I, you know, I've said this before. I, I think him and Kobe are are dead even. I don't think either one of them's where Jordan was, but that's just my opinion. But I also think that LeBron is great, 
and I can appreciate his greatness without having to compare it that way. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, we, we, we live in comparisons when we watch sports, like, Oh, this guy's this guy. Well, this guy's better than this guy. We do it all the time. But I, at, at a certain point, great is great. And you know, each player an athlete or whatever has their own amount of great, like level of greatness that they're at. I really struggle with this with Russell Westbrook. Like I, Russell Westbrook is the most polarizing argument of greatness that I've ran into in a long time. Like I, I genuinely think, I think he, what he can do is is so specifically great and also detrimentally not like not contributing to his team's like wins. It's not team friendly. I, it's I, I've never seen a player like that before in my life. Like like that. It's so like swaying that like oh man, that's great. Man, your team is not better for it. I've ne- I mean, even Iverson, and we compared him to me and me and my buddy were comparing him to Iverson. Even Iverson, like, he could still get you wins. Like, he was such a scorer that even if he shot the ball 55 times, which he would often, it, it still usually got you to a win. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, but his teammates weren't great either, so you just... He, the greater his success... The team's accomplishments do not I, I keep just, pace. It's it's baffling, and we're okay. So Suns are playing the Lakers. I personally think that this is Chris Paul's year. I do. I think this is the year where it all lines up. He's got home court advantage. If he doesn't get hurt in the playoffs, which he's been known to do, I think this is his year. I, I think. You know he's got home court advantage up until they play. They would play like uh, Utah, and I don't. I don't think Utah is playing as strong as they they should be. Um, I, I think they take the Lakers in a thrilling six or seven game series. It's gonna be like it's gonna be great. Um, but I, I'm watching the. I mean, have you seen that the stats on the Chris Paul effect? Like he doesn't have to average a triple double to make his teams better. He. <laughs> He, they just have to play with him, and, and he learns what they can do, and he learns who's good at this. And, okay, I'm going to set you up this way. I watched that dude take that team of straight scrubs last year. Like, the Thunder were like, we're just going to rebuild. We'll, we'll take you on for a year. Made them better. Took them to a 5C. The Chris Paul effect. Season before, first season with the team. Hornets went from 219 to 463. Clippers, 390 to 606. Rockets, 671 to 793. Thunder, 598 to 611 in the Suns, from 466 to 708. He's, 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 a, he's, a, I mean, I'm, dude, I used to hate Chris Paul. You hate I, everybody. I used to think he was a douchebag, like, mm-hmm. and he probably is when it comes to, like, like, being a dictator. Like, they said that, you know, he would just hammer on guys and, and with the Clippers like that's just the way he is. He's he's just a dictator about it. Mm. But he makes those dudes better, and he gets the most out of all his teams. Man, there's two other greats I can think of that were that way. They they were like uh, that, dude. Uh, and and if Chris Paul had stayed healthy or got to go play with Kobe back, you know, ten twelve years ago, if the league hadn't vetoed that trade, who knows what we're talking about mm. with him? Seriously. So I, I'm just saying, if you're asking me who I take. Westbrook or Paul? I take Paul. Mm. I think Paul makes everybody better. Westbrook is the superior athlete, and he he's Mister Triple Double from now on. Westbrook plays with the kind of 
tenacity you would want your child to play with. Yeah. I mean, it's 100% all the time. But, I mean, it it's it's a conundrum. Well, and it's like, but it's like you said, I, I want my kid to have that kind of passion. Mm-hmm. But I also think that I've watched him play, like, his nemesis for years was Damian Lillard. And he would get it. Like, Damian Lillard is doesn't talk a whole bunch. I mean, I saw him talking back and forth with Denver last night. He was super in that game. Um, but he would go back and forth with Lillard, and he'd be trying to talk all this stuff and go all serious with Lillard. And Lillard would just be like, okay. Like, and just running circles, dominating this dude. Like, he could not do anything with him. And sometimes I think Westbrook can get so hype he can psych himself out of a game. Um I, I I just I don't know, man. I, I I'm not a. I mean, is he a top twenty-five player of all time? Yes, and I say that reluctantly, but yes, averaging a triple double will get you in the top twenty-five. Is he anywhere near the best point guard of all time? Absolutely not. Like some of these people that coach had him rated number two. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, it's not even a hesitation in my mind. Anyway. It's it's gonna be interesting. I, I think they're gonna get swept though. The Wizards are gonna get swept by uh Wizards are gonna get swept by Philly. They got no answer for them. Um Kiger, you've been watching any of these series, man? Have you watched any of these? You gotta get on it, man. I, I, I keep up on the sports talk radio. They fill in the blanks. Oh, you gotta get on it, man. Nah. I will say this, um, you know, you got Knicks Atlanta, Trey Young silenced the hell out of that crowd the other day. It was fantastic. The garden was a lot. <laughs> like, well, of course it I was. mean, the garden was, I mean, like, you haven't seen Knicks playoff basketball since the 90s. You know how much courtside tickets were going for that? For the, for 30,000. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's the Knicks. And Billy Crystal, I'm sure, was there. And I'm, I know Spike was there. Um, and it's great to see Nick basketball, like, see those fans live again. But, man. Like, to lose that game to Trey Young the way they, like, and they were, like, chanting FUs at that dude all game, and then he comes up with a bucket at the end, and he calls him out in the interview. He's like, hey, I didn't hear any FUs once I hit that shot, so. Well, he earned the right to do so. Hey, man, I mean, but that's, that's what it's about, man. Like, if you got the stones to take that all game and then put it right back in their face, and the Knicks have to answer. Like, that's going to be a six or seven game series. It had it written all over it anyway. It's going to be great. Um, it's a great series. Bucks series. This is a different Bucks team than last year. Um, oh, pressure's the, off. Well, they got Drew Holiday, who's a you know big defensive stopper type guy, can hit shots. Um, you know, Chris Middleton is even more confident than he was last year. He hit the last second shot on the Heat to take the 1-0 lead, and then they just beat the brakes off the Heat yesterday. They beat him by 30. So... I mean, I was watching that Bucks team play the Nets, and now granted, they had the Nets throughout the year were usually missing one of the big three. So, what are you I, talking about? They played seven total games together. Well, I'm, of course. <laughs> I mean, it, this was all calculated. Everybody oh, sure. wanted. It was all about being healthy for the playoffs. So we'll see if it pays off. Um, well, Harden actually had a hamstring injury. He wouldn't have missed that amount of time. You think? I, what it like five weeks? I don't trust it. Eh. He was miraculously completely healthy. Oh to play well, the of course he was. Like that's. I that. don't think it was worth five weeks. But what are you going to come back to? La- I mean, nah, I might as well just rest it. That's my point. It well, was, it's the it same was, thing with LeBron in, in in AD. Yeah, they want them to miss time. Well, I mean, maybe not like a high. Well, they they didn't want those two to miss 
they didn't want to be in no damn playing game. No. Like that that's for sure. So no. so um anyway, I, I say all that to say I, I think the Nets the Nets, Milwaukee and Philly are in a very like honestly, those teams are really close. <laughs> like I think the Nets I'm picking the Nets by just superstar nobody can stop Kevin Durant type situation. Like if you get in that kind of a game, nobody can stop Kyrie. Nobody can stop Kevin Durant. Like you, you cannot stop those two basketball players when they have it going. And so you can stop Giannis. Like Giannis can get can he, he doesn't have a consistent jumper. It's been better than it was in the past. But I Drew Holiday is a problem. Like he the Nets struggle to to get around that dude. They put him on Kyrie. Kyrie can score. The Nets don't play defense. That's the other problem. So Nets don't play defense. I mean, Milwaukee KD is play defense Milwaukee is to. legit defense a defensive team. They can play, and then Philly man, Embiid is is an old school great center. Like when he's on, you know him and Jokic. It's great to see the position come back. Him, Jokic, and AD have all these guys that legitimately play center and play it well. You know Jokic more of a passer. You know he creates things for the rest of his team, but he can bang. That's a that's a big old dude. Um, AD don't even want to play the five. AD really prefers more of a yeah. of a rotating four. He's soft. Yeah, he's he's kind of soft. But I will say, I saw him go at Jokic last year, and he was he was beating the brakes off that fool. Like Jokic doesn't have that kind of athletic footwork though. <laughs> like he's he's a big, slow white dude. Like he just he couldn't he couldn't keep up with AD. Like he can he runs everybody he can't else. Just be big and slow. A big slow guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's a big slow guy. Um, <laughs> But uh, but I don't know, man. So that Eastern Conference, like I'm picking the Nets because I think in a seventh game, I, it, it'd be tough to stop Kyrie and Durant and Harden. But I, I will not be surprised if Philly or Milwaukee takes them in seven series. The, the the benefit that Philly has is that they're going to play the winner of Atlanta Knicks, mm-hmm. whereas the Nets and Bucks well, are going to so have. So KD's got a, an injury history. Yeah. Okay. Harden. Has never done anything in the playoffs, correct? Next to nothing? <sighs> Next to nothing. He, and, 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 he's, and, he's Ky- and Kyrie's the biggest flake in the league. He, I don't know. I don't trust it. I, I don't know anybody can trust that 100%. There's I, no I understand what you're saying. I uh, mean, I, I've seen KD go off in the playoffs. I'm sure granted, he's been great. He goes off when he, when he kind of is in a good situation, which is what this is. I, I'll say this about Kyrie. Kyrie is one of the most like ball handling, like skilled players I've ever seen. Like ever, he is that good with the basketball in his hands. He he just some players are just smooth. <laughs> it's weird, and, and that's how good he is with the basketball, like handle wise. Like you, you, he can shake anybody he wants. Um, and and if Harden is gonna like, they have basically said Harden, you can be our point guard. That's the difference. If Russell Westbrook ever played with another guy that he trusted as a point guard, I would tell you that they could be successful. Because I always think Russell, uh, I always say Wilson, I always think Westbrook should have been a two. His skill set is a two without a jumper. And, but he always won, he's so ball centric, it, it, he just could never give it. Nobody ever forced him to do it. If Kyrie came out and said, Harden is our one, he's our point. So that that really creates a different dynamic. That means you got three superstar guys who can shoot. 
They also have Blake Griffin, who can jump, who can still jump pretty well, and, and he has a pretty decent skill set himself. They got DeAndre Jordan. They've got some good. They got a good bench. They just don't play defense because they have never played together playing defense. So it, it'll be interesting, man. I, I that East is going to be real interesting, but the West is super interesting too. I I'm picking the Suns really by injury default, but also because I think that Devin Booker has a ton to prove. Have you watched that dude play, man? He's well, I not. Remember, a, I remember the 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 eight known uh, last year. Man, he yeah. is he's really on fire. Good. He is really good. Like his skill set, if you watch, he's actually you know Tatum tries to mimic Kobe. Booker has a very Kobe esque skill set, like extremely. That's his favorite player, and you can tell. Like he can take people off the post. I mean, he can post people up. He can take them off the dribble. Um, I mean, he can score at the rim. He really has a solid all-around offensive game. He's fantastic. Um, and Chris Paul only has made him better and made it easier for him. So I'm picking the Suns. I think Denver is is eventually going to – I mean, Mitchell's ankle's not healthy, and I, I just don't trust him in the playoffs. I think I would have – or no, not Denver. If Murray hadn't got hurt for Denver, I would I would have picked Denver. But once he tore his ACL, I don't think they're the same team. Um, so I got Suns and Nets. That, that's just – that's who I got. I don't know who I got winning it. Probably the Nets. Be a good series. Probably be rooting for the Suns, though, just because the Suns So never... who should win MVP? <sighs> I mean, I hear what everyone it, it really much... it, it really should be Jokic because he's he played almost every – I think he played every game this season. Um, and Lillard – did you hear what Lillard said about that? Mm-hmm. So Lillard came out and called out the press, basically. He said, okay, so I had a stat line similar to <laughs> I had a stat line that was almost exactly similar to Curry's last year, like very close. And he's like, and everybody told me that I couldn't be considered because my team had to play the play-in and get an AC. He was like, so y'all can't come. He can't be MVP. He's like, you can't come back and make him MVP when his team didn't make the playoffs, basically. They made the play-in. Mm-hmm. He's like, and his stat line was similar to mine. What's the difference? The difference is his name. Difference is he's Steph Curry, and the league adores him. Well, and normally it's what's the better story. Yeah, it's it's in order to win an MVP and your team not be in the top four or five teams, you have to be like, you know, Jordan won an MVP in 1988. He should have won one in '87. '87 he averaged like. Both years, like both years, he averaged almost thirty-seven points a game. Like it's it's unheard of. Like thirty-seven points a game, four or five assists, you know, six, seven rebounds. Like he had an, a monster year, and they didn't want to give it to him in '87 because they didn't think his team was good enough. He was like a six seed, five seed, something like that. So they didn't give it to him. '88, he went out and did the exact same thing. Only he won Defensive Player of the Year with it. So they were like, damn. He's a force. Give him the MVP. So in order for you to do that, like, you have to be just – and Steph wasn't like that. Like, he would have had to average, like, you know, 36 points a game, you know, six, seven assists, something like that. And I, I didn't see all that. Like, he's, he had a great year, though, and, and what he pulled off with that crap ass of a team he had is impressive. I mean, seriously. Um, that's all I got for the NBA. You got anything else for that? Um, playoffs are going to be good, though. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, last thing, Kaiku, we'll jump on a little bit of baseball. I just wanted to ask you what you thought of this whole Albert Pujols situation. I know it happened a couple weeks ago, but, I mean, it, it reminded me of um, 
I mean, rarely do legends get to go out the way that, you know, we want them to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a bad deal, but they shouldn't have ever signed him to that ridiculous contract anyway. No. Like, you, you signed him because you thought he was going to be the home run king, and he never quite lived up to any of the numbers he had with St. Louis. And it, it almost felt like you were still kind of bitter about it. That's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. What no, that's think? true. I, I think, well, I, honestly, I think, it's, I think it's unrealistic to sign him when he's already in his 30s and, and expect him to be the same guy he was in St. Louis the entire time. Well, I mean, he's 33. Um, like okay, he was, he was he no, he was old. Like that's what that's my yeah. point. He was thirty three, and you gave him a ten year contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But I mean, it's the Angels though. Wow. They they can't put a, a total team together, so they they need to have uh, stars, something to make them an attraction. You got Trout, you bring in Pujols. Oh, okay, yeah. And you're thinking, man, if he can just be, you know, if he can just keep somewhat of the same pace, then you'll have Trout, the best player in the game. And Pujols, who was arguably the best player in the game before that. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it was between him and Cabrera for a couple mm-hmm. of years. But Cabrera wasn't as defensively sound as, as Pujols was. Pujols was all-around great player. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, I digress. I mean, you know, like I said, rarely do, do legends get to kind of go out, you know, to the fanfare that we, you know, we want them to. If Albert Pujols had retired as a Cardinal, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, he's still got so, 600 home runs. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's he's a Hall of Famer. And when you actually look at his total stats, even with his down years in, in the Angels, he still has monster numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the, the interesting part about that to me is that, you know, I would have liked to see him at least sign something with the Cardinals, even if he sat on the bench all year. I thought they could have tried to bring him back, but they, they really didn't need him. They got Goldschmidt, so mm-hmm. it, it, he probably wouldn't have got to play very much. Um, I find it interesting he goes to the Dodgers. I, I thought I thought he'd go to an AL team. Yeah, me too. As, I thought he'd go to the DH. DH. Yeah. But I, honestly, the Dodgers was just like, okay, we get a guy, championship pedigree, longtime veteran. If he can come in in a pinch hit situation yeah. and win us one or two games, totally worth it. Yeah. I mean, because they were – the Dodgers have kind of evened out now. They started so hot and then were so bad. Yeah, they were terrible. I mean, they're, they're still in second place behind the Padres. But. Which is crazy. Well, but, well the I, are, you sure young team are you sure they're still in second? They were as of yesterday. Because the Giants, that, that division is going to be insane. Like, watching that division come down to the wire is going to be pretty cool, man. Um, this is this is the kind of, like, season. Yeah. That's the kind of they're, division you want to see. They're a half game behind the Padres, and the, the Giants are a game and a half behind the Padres. I mean, that's going to be a great, great, like, you know, we call it a pennant, but a pennant run towards mm-hmm. the end. That's, that's going to be pretty cool. Um. Yeah, I, it, that was just a weird deal. Speaking of the Angels, like I just I want to touch on this. You touched on it a little bit when you said that they're they, they're a terrible organization when it comes well, to. Well, they winning. can't put a total team around. I, they can't. Together. They can't put it together. And it's it's so frustrating, man, to see like I mean they got Shalatani who is literally pitching like lights out and then hitting lights out, and they're still terrible. You got Mike Trout. Well, he's hurt now. It's Trout, yeah, Trout's on yeah. sideline right now, but still, when he was healthy, they were still in like fourth place. I, I just don't, I don't understand it, man. I've never, I mean, I've, I've seen horrible teams with great players, but not two or three great players, and I mean, it, it's unreal. It's unreal. Well, uh, <laughs> there, there's, there's this meme I saw that every time I see an Angels highlight, it's like Mike Trout hit three home runs and raised his average to five twenty eight. 
while Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since Tungsten, <laughs> Tungsten Arm O'Doyle of the 1921 <laughs> <Arc> <laughs> Akron <laughs> Groomsman and the Tigers of the Angels 8-3. to Man. I mean, it's... I mean, he's doing stuff. I mean, it's Babe Ruth-esque. Home runs, throwing 100 miles. I mean, yeah. Jimmy Babe Ruth didn't throw 100 miles an hour. But he's he's ridiculous. And honestly, to me, if I'm the Angels, he is not a starter, starting pitcher anymore. He's a reliever and a position player. That's what I how I treat him. Now, if you're not going to compete, which obviously they're not going to, I can see why you keep throwing him out there as a starter. Yeah. But... Especially coming off Tommy John. Yeah, I, I I understand that. That makes sense. That that would make sense. I mean, especially he he's less likely to lose that velocity if he's not pitching. If he's only pitching sixty to ninety innings, which the average reliever does, which is kind of crazy because, well, I guess they have like a thousand of them now. Yeah. And then you know, a starters pitching you know two two hundred two thirty or whatever it is. So I, I, don't I don't know, man. It, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think that guy is. I mean, it's, it's really it's exciting. Like you, I mean, that's, well, when he hits a home run, it's like four hundred feet. Yeah, dude. I mean, he is <laughs> he is a legit like power hitter. Oh, yeah. But he he can hit. Like he oh, can yeah. he can hit. He can pitch. He's he's. I, I mean, I Especially wish with Trout being out. I mean, he is like your one. He's the one guy putting asses in seats. I wish that they still like. I mean, that's something that I always wish, like, Americans would still let kids pitch and hit all the way up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gets so specialized on pitching. What? That's another meme I saw. I was like, I was trying to throw uh, yeah, that and I went and played right field. He's like, dude, I did that when I was 12. Yeah, I, I just, I wish, <laughs> but seriously, like, like, that's a really cool thing to mm-hmm. see. And I understand, you know, that in order to be a great pitcher or a great hitter, you got to dedicate more time to one or the other. But dang, man, like, look how exciting that is to see a guy that can do oh, both. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just is what but, it is. I mean, is. who like, else is going to be able to do that, though, too? I mean, but I'm sure there's, there's a, I'm sure there's tons of guys who could throw up until they were, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, and but they had such a great bat, you, you got a bat. Or guys that, you know, could hit. And throw, and they're like, okay, man, but you are a pitcher. Well, see, but I think I think you still see that a lot in high school because I think Mike Trout was that way. But then you get to the major leagues, and they make you choose. Well, almost. or you get to the minors or whatever. Yeah, I get it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just saying, man. Yeah. They, they, no, they I understand. They should let you. They should let you play as long as you like, as long as you can play. I that's mean, if the, you can play and perform, why not? Yeah, that's that's all yeah. I'm saying. You mm-hmm. should be able to play. Okay, so here's something I want to ask you about, Kiker. This okay. is something me and a buddy of mine were talking about. He's on my kid, his kids on my kids' baseball team. Um, uh, shout out to tra- the homie, homie you, Jake Hunter. You track this, this, lizards. This is his theory, okay? Uh-huh. But he has a point. Okay. Like, why are we seeing so many incredible pitching performances? Well, because the game has changed to its home run or strikeout or walk. I don't buy that. I mean, that, I mean, they also uh, were supposedly not juicing the ball, whatever. There's been a couple of these pitchers that mm-hmm. have gotten caught, well, caught sure. cheating. You know yeah. that, right? Well, and, and the MLB talked about after last season about all these, all these home runs and all this crap, and how every year they're setting a record. Well, part of that's the focus has changed, and part of it was people thought the league was juicing the balls. Okay, but not. I'm not just talking about the balls. I'm talking about the pitchers. There's pitchers that are cheating too. Oh sure. 
Like Garrett sure. Cole got caught, like sure. like with something on his glove and oh, that sure. stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why these no hitters are happening this way, mm-hmm. and I feel like the MLB is deflecting from that and saying, "Oh, well, guys are trying to hit home runs." This is not 1997. Like this is not the era of you know guys hitting 60 home runs or 55 home runs, like you know a 55 home run hitter on each team. Mm-hmm. This is. This is this is not that era. It's an analytical game. There, there's a reason why these guys are pitching. Like I, I genuinely think most of them are cheating. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Serious. I'm not. I'm not saying it's all one or the other, but it is an analytical game now. And yeah. You've seen where 33 percent of all at bats end in a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. Period. And that's been happening. That's crazy. Over the last over they've, the last over set, the last five years, they've that's reset happened. the strikeout record every mm-hmm. year for like five years, and they keep setting the home run record because that's where the focus is. I mean, I'm I don't like it because Greg, look at it. Steals are almost Not gone. Yeah. There's where's the hit and run? If baseball wants to save itself, I really think you need to get it back to having action on the bases. It can't all just be home runs and strikeouts and walks and everything else. I mean the Where's game, the small ball? The at? game will come back around. Like it well, because it always does. And I, I say that to say Oh, do you mean it comes home? <laughs> Good one, Kyle. <laughs> But it comes back around, like either in the playoffs, usually in the playoffs. Oh, sure. Usually when you get to the playoffs, you start seeing situational you know, baseball. Situational baseball matters. The the manager who can do that usually wins. So and timely hitting. But still it's not you it's not always home runs. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. usually basic. I talk about the regular season. Yeah, I mean and, and so was I to start this, but I'm I'm just saying when you said it comes back around, it'll come back around. I just also think that they need to start looking at some of these pitchers because I th- I agree with 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 that theory, man. I think that there's some pitchers that are cheating out there. There sure is, and they just I just don't think they want to talk about it. And it goes. And the funny thing is, is it's going against what MLB wants to do. They want to speed the game up. Can it be all strikeouts? Why aren't people putting the ball in play? Now, granted, if you're getting hits, it extends the inning. But if you're putting the ball in play, you're grounding out, you're flying out, or whatever. I mean, strikeouts because it's not like all these are one, two, three, you're out. Yeah. I mean, these are long, draw. I mean, they're just drawn out at bats. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's boring. Just, yeah. I mean, listen, when I love a good pitcher's duel. Yeah. When two guys are dealing, it's like, damn, all right, this guy's on. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's my that, favorite. That, 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 that's, that's an artist at work there. But when you come up and you watch these games and you're just seeing these guys swinging out of their shoes, like, all the time. And another thing, too, is John Smoltz came out and said, what if they try? What what if the MLB lowered the strike zone? Because everyone's trying to hit all these home runs, and no one, not not everyone, can catch up to this high heat. Yeah. If you lower the strike zone, it lowers. You might get more contact that way. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't like them lowering the strike zone. No. But I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm coming it's, from. It's I'm a coming. mixture of you love conspiracy theories to where, and I and I'm sure there are guys cheat. I mean, listen. Baseball in its entire history has been full of it. Yeah, I mean all sports really are. Yeah, it's basically it's just, who gets caught. Yeah, it's basically. I guess here's my thing: if you look at every other moment in time where pitchers dominated, right? There's usually a reason. Oh, well, they raised the mound in '68. They raised the mound in '68. 68. 68. You can usually look at those record-breaking type years and see, okay, it correlates with this. Just mm-hmm. like pitchers dominated the game until they had a live baseball like the live ball era then live ball era happens hitting changes everything you see what i'm saying like it opens the game up for hitters so 
I, I kind of thought they were juicing the balls a couple years ago. I wouldn't be surprised if pitchers, as a reaction to that, started, you know, mm-hmm. doing little things oh, that sure. they could do and, and, and doing little, like, doctoring the ball in ways that they could to kind of get an edge Sometimes back. Sometimes put them. a little jalapeno juice in my nose, get it running a little bit. Yes! <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. You put snot on the ball. Oh, oh man. Good stuff, dude. Um, but, yeah, man, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the reaction to that. And then now it's like, oh, crap, we can't rein that in. Because that's it's usually the way it goes with baseball. It's like, you know, this happens, so we did this. Like, And then it's like, oh, crap, how are we going to rein that in? Steroids, exact same situation. Well, like, they just turned a blind eye. They just turned a blind eye because they just said something game? else. They just thought of what? The MLB. You say the MLB is just kind of looking, like pushing it to the side, giving mm-hmm. the blind eye treatment. Look what the Astros just did. Yeah. And the black yeah. mark and the stain. That's my point. I mean, it, I mean, listen. I'm not saying it's all one or the other, because I, the the analytics are taking over in a way that's gotten ridiculous, yeah. and I'm actually kind of thankful they're still. Guys, I mean, Tony La Russa needs to chill a little bit. Dude, he needs to calm down. He need, he does. But I still like his old school mentality when it comes to how he manages, like, the actual game. Yeah. Other than not all of it. I know, but he needs like, to sit his old yeah, butt down. I dude. mean, he's it was crazy. I, but he's from a different era. He is. He, he has is. forgotten more baseball than this Mercedes kid will probably ever know. That's true. So it, it needs to come back around. And something that would help baseball is getting more action because so you're 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 what's your big action in these games for these younger players the four or five home runs that are hit every game what about on the bases yeah. that's i mean defensive plays are going to be there the bases and i mean that's to me that's baseball is mm-hmm. when you see kids you Street. see steals you see you know throw off pickoffs guys trying not to get stolen like it that you ever see the mlb presents on billy martin yeah, Tony La Russa tipped his cap to Billy Martin because he's like, "You got me." Yeah, I mean that that kind of stuff is fantastic. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, it's the stri- baseball is very uh, it's the most st- uh, statistically driven game and strategic. Yeah, it's you know okay, even pitchers with if they're changing eye level, if they're doing whatever they want and not just going up there and throwing straight gaze. Because that's what a lot of these relievers do. They just go in there and just like, you here, just com- say guess. here comes the cheddar. I, I guess, though, and I mean, but I guess that's kind of my point, man. Like, at every other point in history where where one side is totally dominant, there's a reason for that. Oh, sure. And so I feel like, you know, you had the Astros scandal. You had the Red Sox scandal before that where, you know, these players are not getting in trouble for anything. And that is an issue. Like you, if you, if you're a pitcher, like you said, if you're a pitcher who just watched the Astros do that crap, they're not going to do anything. To they're me. not taking the ring back. They're not taking. You're the getting ring. complete complete immunity for for snitching. They didn't. They didn't get your. They didn't take your check back. No, no. They didn't touch the contract you, you got for winning that World Series. Suspended. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, man. Not nothing. It wasn't even a slap on the wrist. Uh, Manfred just kissed their rear. Dude. I, and so I, I guess that's kind of my point. We need a new commission. There is no repercussions for what what they've done wrong. And I if you're a pitcher, why you you the the situation is ripe for you to do oh, that. Sure. And so until you know, we all said they should have punished the Astros, 
that's still one of the greatest travesties of justice I've ever seen. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. Especially, like, as far as baseball goes. Mm -hmm. Like, that is an absolute travesty of justice. Like, you look in the annals of baseball history and all these times, you know, we can always point to Pete Rose. You know, you look at um, Shoeless Joe, who's locked out of the game to this day. I mean, you look at, you know, just all kinds of travesties of justice, like Negro Leagues, like all these other things that that baseball has gotten completely like either too harsh or wrong in general. There, there's no, like that is one of the biggest ones I've ever seen. That is ridiculous that the Astros didn't have to pay a penalty for that. And I think they are only encouraging players to cheat more if you don't go after them. Yeah, it's a bad precedent being set. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if, shoot, if Barry Bonds, if, if Mark McGuire got into the Hall of Fame on a first ballot, kids are probably going to still be taking steroids. But you sent a message. You you, you, you did what that you thought. That wasn't even Major League Baseball. That's, I'm, the, that's the baseball I'm just saying. I'm just saying, in general, like you, you like the message was sent. Like you came after players with steroids, who kept doing steroids. Um, Manny Ramirez's career left, like ended in shambles. Like he was a on the edge of Hall of Fame type player until all that falls apart. Oh, I think him. he was getting in. I thought so too. I was, telling, I thought, I was I thought, arguing. I, he was I was in. arguing with somebody else about this the other yeah. day. I was like, "Dude, Manny was a great player." No, Manny was a great player. <laughs> it's it's easy to forget how great he really yeah. was. So, anyway, I say all that to say, baseball better get ready for some kind of reckoning. Well, I mean, because they're they're gonna have to deal with these cheaters and stop letting all these guys off the hook. And it started with the Red Sox. Like nothing happened to the actual players. Cora gets suspended. You go, you go to the Astros. Nothing happens to the players. Manager gets fired. GM gets fired. And the team gets fined. Five team gets fined. And like, and nothing else happens to the players. So if you're a pitcher, what what's the harm? Yeah. Uh, anyway. I mean, until until there's evidence shown that we're going to get punished in some kind of significant way. Why not? Well, anyway, part of that's that, and then part of it also is. I do think they are there's such a focus on home runs and analytics. I think it's gone out of control. It really has. And you saw that evidence even before the Astros scandal too. A little. Oh no, you saw it all, Greg, they've been sitting home run records for for like 10 years now. Like most here, most since here, and then it's like ooh, most since last year. Strikeouts are going up. I mean, all right. 33% of at bats end in one of three ways. It shouldn't be that way. That's a, that's a 300 average. Of, of Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, be sure to check us out on Spotify, anywhere else podcasts are heard. They need a new commissioner. Already? Manfred's been, he's been a joke. You need to get somebody else in there. If he can't punish these, if you, if you cannot be what the game needs you to be, out. Find me somebody else. So these commissioners, no matter who it is, Mountain Landis, Selig, Manfred, get them out. All right, I'll say this. We'll talk about that next week. P. Rose for no, commissioner. No, no. I want to talk about it next okay. week. Okay. We, we will talk about what is expected of the commissioners, and we'll compare the commissioners of each league because I, I do think that there you have a valid point there. Like, seriously, commissioner has to at least have some sort of control over his league. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. Be sure to check us out next week. See you guys.